Hey everyone, just a quick spoiler alert before we get started. Today we're going to talk about American Horror Story Roanoke up to episode 4, Westworld Season 1, Episode 1, Atlanta Season 1, Episode 6, Designated Survivor Season 1, Episode 3, and Transparent All of Season 3. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment each week for you. I'm here, as always, with my associates, uh, my brother Chris, and our good friend Mike. How's it going this week, guys? Hey, good. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Welcome back. Nice, nice. Hey, before we get into this, into our reviews and our thoughts on the on this week of television, I have a story that like story? Tell, yeah, story. Like a... Just like something happened to me that's TV related. It's going to be on topic, but it's just... I think I thought you guys would like it. Hit, hit us up with it, man. Let's do it. <clears throat> okay, so you guys know... I don't know if Mike knows, but I like to go to flea markets and look for old video games. Sure, sure. I've heard about this, yes. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to say which, because I'm no snitch. Ooh. But... So this is like a... It's a little... Shady story. guy's not on the level that I meant. Okay. So anyway, I went to, I was searching through this flea market. It's a big indoor one. Going through, I'm in the electronics little area, and there's a lot of booths selling games, selling little TVs and stuff. And then this guy s- starts talking about cable channels. He's like, hey, you watch HBO? You watch blah, blah, blah? He's talking, not to me, but to like a crowd, like kind of like a carnival barker. And he's like, hey, never pay for cable ever again. People are like, what? Never pay for cable? He goes, he brings out these weird looking, almost like Android boxes, like streaming boxes. And he says, I hacked the system. You buy one of these boxes, <laughs> you get all cable channels for free forever. I, I've heard about this f- phenomenon, Chris. Yeah. I had never heard about it. But then I thought, and people were loving it. People were buying it. I don't know how much they were selling for it. But you, I thought to myself, you have no idea what sort of code is on this. You're going to just bring this strange box to your house and hook it up to your system and people were buying them people were buying them i've seen people even like pictures of people at trade shows selling like hacked uh was android fire sticks or what Mm. whatever they're to make a long story short chris bought one and then two weeks later had his identity stolen (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just thought that was interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe some, maybe some of you guys that are listening have one of these boxes and it works perfectly for you. That's awesome. But I would be too paranoid to have a mysterious hacked box in my, in my home network. That man later took a small business loan in, in Chris's name. <laughs> was it worth it, Chris? It was. I got to watch Westworld for free. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you wouldn't all, have otherwise all, watched all it. even in the end, I guess. I like it. And right. uh, speaking of West Westworld, uh, we had the premiere episode this week. I know we all tuned in. Give me some uh give me some initial thoughts. This this was a big premiere. Yeah, yeah, it's big. It's HBO's new big show that they're pushing. Uh, I think they're they've been seeing the end of Game of Thrones on the horizon, so they've been trying to search for another hour-long hyper-violent hyper nudity packed in some cases hyper expensive yep hyper epic mm. yeah uh to hyper kind of genre infused exactly yeah to, to kind of take over 
for that. Uh, and I'm not sure. Uh, well, what, what do you? How did you like it, Mike? Uh, I was impressed by the production values, cinematography. Um, I thought the pilot contained some pretty impressive action set pieces, some really um, interesting musical choices that paint a black interlude. Mm. Yeah, oh, or- yeah, orchestral cover. The orchestral cover was uh, was pretty impressive. Um, but I was ultimately left feeling as though the, the show didn't do enough to um, present its purpose, to present what exactly it is, who exactly it's about. Um, I'm not even sure the show really presented like a clear protagonist at, at the center. It's, it is such an ensemble show, but I wasn't sure if there was any sort of audience surrogate, any sort of POV character within the whole entire cast. Um, as most shows like this are, are one to introduce. I, I liked it. Um, but I was sort of left, more interested and intrigued by where it's going and what it might become than what go. this one episode itself delivered. Yeah. Well, th- that's, that's kind of the thing about this show. It could, it could go so many different ways and the way I'm hoping it goes, which is a lot of what I really liked about the first episode is like the concept of consciousness and what it is to be human. And if they, if they go in that direction with at what point does artificial intelligence become conscious enough to be considered human or, or human-like to have the same rights, I think that's where it's going to be really yeah, cool. It asks that, that big, broad, philosophical question that we've seen in so many other um, genre-type uh, media. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how specific it's going to get into that. Um, I imagine it will, but, um, overall pretty decent hour of TV. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought the, the entire high sequence with the painted black was amazing from start to finish. Uh, and even before that in the bar, it had black hole sun playing on the piano. So I think kind of bringing in the future tech with mm-hmm. the old West, I, I just find that really great setting to be in. It just seems to be fun to just be in that world. Uh, but I agree with you. It's a little bit uh, aimless right now. And when, if the season goes on and they start pinpointing what the show is actually about and start giving you someone to root for, uh, I'd definitely be into it more. But I've, re- I've been really enjoyed so far. What, what did you think, Jeff? I absolutely loved it. I really, I was into it. Even the opening credits i like it pulled me right they, in they, they are amazing yeah. like that was really cool the music too i really um you know the music like a big thing to me just really cool visuals and just that re- sort of like creepy melody on on the piano oh it, it was so it was so cool i mean i was thinking about the the artificial intelligence stuff too i mean it definitely seems to me like i think though uh the farmer's daughter, I think D- Dolores is probably going to be like the, the main person. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. They say she's. They said she was the oldest uh, robot in the park, and if she got uploaded with those reveries, 
as they were called in the show, then she would have the most uh, history to call back on and to build consciousness upon, uh, if that's how that, in fact, works. Uh, especially if the way you break out of this uh, loop is through memories really affecting you. We saw through the Men in Black that she's had some of the most horrific memories you could possibly have. Yeah. So if she's tapping into that, you could really push her out of that. If, if well, Obviously, this is all conjecture if that's actually how that works. I mean, it was just... Like you mentioned, Mike, they fit so much in in there. But um, really, I, I was just intrigued by everything. I th- I thought it was... It was so cool, so much going on. I thought awesome, like casting, like every. I was like buying into to everyone. It is a hell of a cast. I I can't believe like the A list talent that they they have working on the show. And, and Doctor Narcisse is back. Doctor Narcisse on uh, HBO. <laughs> they got Anthony Hopkins and Evan Rachel Wood, James Marsden, who I'm not even sure where he fits into all this. Yeah, his character. Um, well, what a switcheroo with him at the, at the beginning because yeah. we were supposed to think that he was a guest, right? Well, right. I mean, I thought mo- he was a guest. In the yeah. movie, he is a guest, and the guy that we thought was a bad robot is a bad robot. Uh, so the show is actually changing some things around. Um, the Ed Harris character? Yeah, the Ed Harris character. His character may have been the most problematic of the of, of the episode because we are left with really zero inclination for what what he's up to his his storyline could definitely be the coolest though if uh who plays the creator anthony hopkins anthony hopkins if anthony hopkins did create a deeper level of this game as he kept saying uh and it has something to do with the the symbol on, on the inside of the scalp right that we saw and if you watch some of the, some of the trailers that symbol shows up in in a few other places, if there is this deeper level, this deeper level of meaning, I think that could definitely be some cool stuff. But right now, we don't know that, so it's kind of just this guy being I island. A, I just have a question about the like the mechanics and the logistics of this theme park simulation. I don't think the episode really did enough to establish like how this all works. I don't, did you get how a good idea? How the tech works. They how just a... the the whole simulation? Like, yeah. like where where is the, this? The intermingling of these these robotic beings with the actual guests like where are the guests like are they teleported into like an alternate realm or are they are they functioning like on that lower level where all the robots seem to be that brings up something else to me and it seems chris like have you seen the movie i haven't seen the movie movie? but the but the there's a famous image from the movie which is the men in black character's face opens up and you see the robot beneath uh, obviously, uh-huh. we're not going to get that in the show, so it's not a spoiler because he's a human. Like, are they? He really, could be a robot. Are they really in this like wild west? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it, if is it's like it? a physical. Is it like a? Is it like out in the desert somewhere yeah, and they cornered it off? Here's my question because we got the scene with I forget her name, but it was Lee, the the British guy, and then the in charge woman. Mm-hmm. I think it was Teresa. <clears throat> They're talking, and that's really the only scene we get that's like removed from everything. I think because they're. They're not like in the inner workings and they're not in Westworld. They're outside looking over a plane or or something. And he, he mentions, are you going to, when are you rotating out or something? Which obviously means they're in some deserted location. But then that got me thinking, 
is this some deserted location on Earth, or is it like it could be like a? It definitely could be space. Well, as my it could be anything. My favorite scene in the entire episode was when they go down into the bowels and they look through the storage area and they find Anthony Hopkins and he's meeting with like the first gen so version. Cool. Yeah, I thought and it was so I had cool. no idea how they did that. It's some amazing effects. They must have recorded a man taking those lines and then added in his jitteriness later. Yeah. To like seem like a first gen version of the robots. It was so cool. It was so cool. I it was but so cool. uh but to your point, Jeff, in that scene or I think it was that scene, but it might have been in another scene with him and, and uh keep calling him Dr. Narcisse because I love Boardwalk so much and I forget his character's name. Uh but they were talking about how they've gotten to the apex of human evolution and this these robots are the next could be the next step of human evolution but if we've gone if if this world has gotten so far it wouldn't surprise me that this is on a completely different desert planet somewhere you're talking about the lead doctor guy yeah i think his name is bernard bernard yep that's it um he had some interesting stuff going on too like the interaction with I guess, is it the head security guy? Yeah. Um, they were sort of butting heads. I was wondering that, too. He tells him he has no children. Then we see him later looking at picture of a child. Is it like, could there be this, ba- you know, riffing off of what you said? Is he, does he have his own re- reasoning for trying to push this artificial life thing? Because mm. isn't there some talk of bringing people back, like bringing their consciousness back. calling upon lazarus i don't know it's defeating the angel of death it's pretty it's, interesting that's some of the i love philosophical stuff like that and adding in the nature of ai is really cool and if it it becomes a show that isn't just about violence which i mean it's some of the most well shot violence you can get on tv right now but if it becomes a step above that i can definitely see myself loving this show even more than i do i mean just so cool and like like you said, Mike, like we didn't, it would have been impossible to give us the complete lowdown on how the whole yeah. world works, but That's just true. the little, the little snippets that they, they introduced. I mean, there's so much more to un, unravel there. It is so, it, it's going to be really interesting just experiencing where it goes. Yeah. I can't wait you know? to find out. Very cool. Any, uh, any other thoughts for for next episode? A- anything yeah. you're you're looking forward to? Anything? Um, well, at the time of this, the recording of this podcast, uh, episode two was already available on demand. I did um, see that. I haven't watched it yet. HBO trying to sidestep the the presidential debate on Sunday night, but um, there you go. Definitely excited to to see that. I'm excited to see the the rest of the show. How it just sort of uh, narrows down just exactly what it is. Um, like the, the main plot threads of the season, the mm. core characters that will be driving it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely on board this show. I'll be watching. It's it's actually cool to note that they did that, adding the second episode on HBO Go early when Game of Thrones first launched its first season. Uh, but they actually launched HBO Go with Game of Thrones at the same time. Ah, so I think that might that might comment on how confident they feel about both shows if they're pushing people. They have to a lot riding on the show. It was not of the most uh, peaceful early production. Mm-hmm. Um, Got delayed for a while, I think. 
lots of delays, lots of... There were some casting controversies. Casting, writing issues. So they have a lot riding on this, a lot of high expectations as well as a lot of uh, public pressure to, to really deliver on it. So that's going to be interesting going forward. That they do. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Speaking of absolute love, let's talk a little Atlanta. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We're on episode six this past week, right? Yep. Got a little van a- episode full, uh, almost full episode. What, what do you guys think? It was the the van episode we we didn't know we wanted or needed. <laughs> yeah. But I came away absolutely loving it. I was so impressed that they can just pluck this this seemingly side character that hadn't received so much screen time mm-hmm. in the first five episodes. They just they pluck her, they bring her to the front and she she delivers a a powerhouse half hour of TV. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Not to not, not to make it all about Donald Glover because to you, I think I have the the person who plays Van here. Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats. Okay. Zazzy Beats, amazing mm-hmm. name. Because she was obviously amazing in this episode. But last week I talked about Donald Glover's maturity of not focusing too much on him. And it's interesting that the next week he was literally only in <laughs> one scene and you barely see his face. It's true. Like to make an episode that's so strong in proving that this side character is not just going to be a stereotyped nagging ex-lover that she yeah. actually has, that she actually has. She has her own insecurities, her own problems, her her own just negative aspects yeah. about her. And even more so, the entire, like a major theme of the episode was about value and how much she harped on value. And now her character actually has value in the show beyond just what we've seen from her before. That's going to be... It was an awesome episode, and it's going to be... It kind of recontextualizes her character going forward, too, which is even going to be better. Yeah. I think the episode was called Value, too. Oh, really? It that surprised um, me. Just, just so cool just to dive into that and just well done and not... Like, I, I was not bored. It was... It was... It was very... It was very cool to see all, all of that. Uh, her... Just watching from her point of view with like the little the little in, in, interactions and uh, although there was, I found the the, the diaper scene to be so so dis- disgusting. Absolutely I, I didn't disgusting, enjoy it. hilariously but, disgusting. Well, I don't know. It was di- it was <laughs> extremely disgusting. fun to watch. It was like a, a fun capper, all about <laughs> baby urine. Yeah, and, and it even ended kind of predictably, like. You got the sense as soon as she went into that bathroom that that condom <laughs> full of piss was going to erupt in her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just the whole execution of that scene up until that point was was terrific. You know, some really cool interactions, too. So I think we open and it's it's the, the restaurant, right? Yeah. And her like friend. The first half of the episode was just at this restaurant mm-hmm. with, with this friend. Her friend, Jade, who's like this. So, like so like stereotypical like how a wealthy black woman is portrayed on tv like i really she, felt felt like like that i feel like she almost represented like like an alternate life that van could have had at at a certain point in her her earlier yeah years. sure um but she she veered off into a, a different path and it was just her her reckoning with the life she could have had the life she could have led with the life she she presently has 
um, and then to contrast that up against the, this whole theme of, of value, I thought was was really interesting. Yeah, is that was that woman a high class pr- prostitute? Is is that what it was? <laughs> I, 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 I know it, it was I a little vague. I thought it was, really it was more. I think the show kind of left it it vague on purpose, just just exactly what she does. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, yeah, it was left open, but I thought it was more just she like paid. she targets sure. these. Like, yeah, but she said she provides a service. She, I don't know if she meant literally like she provides. Yeah, <laughs> she provides sex to NBA stars. <laughs> she provides a lot of other <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, it was that uh, the interactions between them and just sort of like the you know clearly they know each other so well, but the little barbs and like oh little thing, and then another. I I just thought it it was very interesting watching her so. When she has the interaction with Al, uh, when she when she calls him, like that was so funny to me. He's just on his couch watching cartoons or something, and he picks up and he's so like, "What, what the hell is this?" And it was clear that that they have like their own history that that we really haven't delved too deep into, um, <laughs> yeah. so far. But it was just fun to, to to allude to the past that exists between these two characters. I would I would really like to get some more screen time between them going forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, he two times he he gets pissed about her being too uh, too open about his his drug dealing, too messy. <laughs> like I, even I, in an episode, he's not much in. He doesn't. He's not yeah, featured. Just much a text on the phone. He steals the show. <laughs> I literally i i saved the uh, text and 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 wrote it down here. So 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 we, we we would have it. So he reaches out to her though, which which is a nice thing. I mean, I guess he's trying not to mess up the relationship with Ern and and stuff too but he he reaches out and and then the text is how much for, for for an eighth i don't sell save my name as someone else girl you sloppy <laughs> <laughs> yep. that was just so so cool another scene that really really got me was i don't know if she was the principal or who whoever her <laughs> her, her yeah, boss that was scene was brutal what a crazy scene like you just that that woman was so like in control, very calm, like nurturing almost. Ah, oh, everyone does it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna have have to fire you though. Like it was so. And, and then, then she, she gives she her plays a- it off like she's doing her this favor. Like I'll I forget exactly what she said. She uh, said like oh, we'll pretend like we had this conversation on Friday, so you can have the week to so get your things in order, give her some time yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, it's because it was probably earlier. It's probably week. Monday. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that was such a dynamic there. Like, just this another, like, she's thinking it's a, like, she's so worried going in, then she thinks, oh, I, I yeah. can't and believe the, the it's going to work is out. that she wouldn't have been caught either way, because they, they don't send the, the urine, the, the, the sample out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just to get with their toes. And just thinking about, like, placing this next to last week's episode the bieber episode like what a different like everything everything was so i know we got a lot of darius last week but i'm just i'm ready for the darius power Uh, hour i would love that it must be what about darius's value in all of this yeah where is darius's value value. (laughs) i almost feel like and this might even be by design it probably is but like Ern, i think at this point is by far like the least interesting character (laughs) even though he is the central protagonist and the star of the show but everyone else they have so much else going on Um, well they've alluded to Ern's back like they like uh, paperboy called him princeton and he didn't want to talk about how why he wasn't at princeton anymore 
Uh, so there is some backstory that I assume we'll get later in the season. He said that to Darius? Oh, no, you said Earn. To Earn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that. Earn. So Earn. Earn well, it was alluded to that Earn had gone to Princeton. And Interesting. Now he's home. And why? And we don't know why he's had to have this life changing. Okay. Like why he's in this new situation. Even in like the. How, how much screen time did, did he get? Like. Earn? 60 seconds yeah yeah 60 seconds and most of it his back his like face was away from the camera but the dynamic there like even in that little while like it showed he was trying to take some more responsibility Mm -hmm. with with the kid right it really it did in 60 seconds it progressed him along a little bit on on his personal you know Mm -hmm. at home front gave her more time to sleep but it also it was worth noting that she didn't ask him for help Mm. when he probably would have done a lot more than Al would have people boy that's a good point that's a good point but she, probably, well, she has to present this yeah this front to earn better than that, that she has her life in control and yeah her affairs in order it's a very good point <laughs> mm-hmm. any thoughts moving forward just keep plugging away I love that show can't you wait for what? next week I think it's only a 10 episode season that wouldn't surprise be, me could be wrong but we better know, get the, the case we only have like Four, yeah. We better get the one Darius episode. We we better get it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a hell of an episode. I'll <laughs> tell you right right now. Very cool. Let's talk about American Horror Story. Oh, we're on episode four, four this week, chapter four. And Chris still not on board. Nope. Chris, I'm I'm happy flying above the clouds on this one. We're going to have to make our discussion of this so intriguing, like so glowing that Chris has to jump. That's hard. This isn't the week to do it because (laughs) not its finest hour. I would agree. As I I suspected. (laughs) I had a little trouble. I had a little trouble with it. Um, Although, I mean, (laughs) the, the story certainly moved along. There was... A whole lot of gruesome, <laughs> gr- oh, gruesome man. stuff. That scene at the end, there was Going a on. literal disembowelment. Yeah, yeah. Shown, wow. presented in intimate detail. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, I just watched a movie, Pusher 3, where that happens as well. It's very gross. Wow. Not, did, did they do it with like a hay hook? No, it was like a butcher. It was like a butcher knife. There was a butcher knife involved in our di- di- then disembowelment. There, then there too. was a uh, a trash like a was it, did a the disposal. butcher knife. It, the butcher knife made the initial incision. That's why I believe and then happened. They used yeah. that that hay it's hook like hay. To, to sort of dig in there and yank it out slowly. Yeah. And he looked like he was having a great time. So I assume these are the uh, Roanoke survivors. No, I'm sorry. This, this was the end of episode four of a- a- Atlanta. Oh, okay. no, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I missed the stinger. Yeah, no this this was uh, this was Roanoke. So I guess to me, the big things that happened this episode is the doctor from the videotapes. Yes, played by comes. Dennis O'Hare. So okay. they found videotapes in like the basement of this doctor that was sort of exp- in previous episode, sort of explaining what's going on with the house. Although I believe at the end of those videotapes, it was pretty it, like it seemed like he died. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, pretty heavily implied that he he was gone, um, which would have 
which we probably should have known better because yeah. Denis O'Hare is in the uh, main credits of the show. Um, he he looks so well well kept. Like he, my 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 question is, where has he been? Like all this shit has been going on, all this stuff, like. In the well, news, kind of, he does kind of dump his entire like life's history on us in in one of American Horror Stories' signature <laughs> ex- exposition dumps dump scenes. But has has this man been like hiding? Like has has he been in some other town? Has, has he just been roaming the, the the grounds of the house and he decided to walk in? Uh, like in, in now this, was this the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, he returned for the um, the Blood Moon cycle of six, six, uh, six nine, of, of course yeah of course. so the way he's introduced chris is that um what's her name the, shelby shelby is, is that her name i i believe Sarah so. yeah she, it, yeah. it's it, it's shelby she's 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 taking a shower and we have the piggy man the mr piggy man remember piggy man chris from season one from season one piggy 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 I believe that is it, Doctor uh, uh, Elias uh, Elias. The the doctor actually, I, I think, Whatever. refers to him as as Mister Piggy. So it's that it's that Mr. explicitly Piggy. connected. Yeah, I think that's clear connection to season one. Cool is is Mister Piggy Piggy Man. Nice. Is that the connection? Because I was reading another thing. So so the doctor comes out and kicks the pig's ass with some sort of attack <laughs> to the back, and then yells Croatoan. Croatoan. Yeah, <laughs> and then they they. <laughs> and, it, and he disappears and uh, then he goes into sort of more explaining his whole knowledge of the house and what happened um, but he, he discusses the previous tenants or the, the, the previous owners of the house and I was reading that one of the owners has a na- the same last name as someone in a previous season remember the Mott's remember Dandy from Freak Show oh wow Dandy Mott is it supposed to be the same person? Is that what it is? It's the same family. Family. Uh, I guess the I of course haven't original watched builder day. of the home. I believe was had had the, bared the last name Mott, who is uh, an ancestor of Dandy. Okay. And we learn about he's one of these three Freak examples. Show connection. Oh. Episode four ties to season four Freak Show. That's uh, uh, pretty true. good. More in line with that that theory we discussed last week. Wow. So we learn about, and there was talk of a hotel in this this episode. Uh, the psychic, what's his name? I uh, Cr- Cricket. Yes, Cricket. he says he has to go back to his hotel. Uh, I, I don't know. If I'm I don't know if cr- he'll grasping be getting, a straw. I don't know here. if he'll make it. Uh, <laughs> I think we we know now. Uh, but we get this background story of all these these families. It was really a lot of. A lot of background, a lot of just explaining how everyone goes missing. And everyone, Chris, always goes missing at this specific time. The blood right. moon? The, the spirits and evil entities that surround the house, they're, they're free to like taunt you um, at any point during the year. And taunt and harass and mm-hmm. sort of fuck up your life. But it's not until this six-day blood moon cycle that they're allowed to actually kill you. See, that's kind of weird because in past American Horror Story seasons, they've made such a big deal about Halloween. Now, Halloween is the one Halloween day of year. Halloween is the one day of the year where the ghosts when, are free to leave yeah. their home. Yeah. Their home base. 
to go out to the world. So now there's so now there's Halloween and there's this six day. But as soon as Doctor Elias was introduced, he is gr- gruesomely killed. <laughs> Which, again, right. I would expect him to come back because yeah. Dennis O'Hare is, still remains uh, a part of the main credit. They could find more tapes. They could find more tapes. That's true. Um, can I just say, though, that, that this, this episode exemplified, I think, more than any other of the previous three, um, exemplified what I call bad American horror story syndrome, <laughs> in which they... The tone the eerie atmosphere the decent plotting and introduction of these characters sort of gives way to just the lazy convoluted uh, incoherent like ramblings <laughs> the the just exposition dumps and backstory just nonsense that we just hit over the head with because they decide at some arbitrary point in the season okay now is the time to just throw all this this bullshit past at you in the clunkiest way just least narratively satisfying way possible yeah we're just going to convey this the story of this colony and the lady gaga tree witch I mean, yeah, we got her backstory. We got more of the butcher backstory. Oh, wow. We got we got the entire backstory <laughs> of the colony. Well, could I that, believe uh, could that lead yeah. more credence to the theory that like there, what there's one more episode left, and then the entire season right. gets shifted. I, I on can't its head. wait to get to that point because <laughs> I'm about to to my end. Well, they, they might have to get all this out of the way in order to do this crazy shift that's about to happen, where they need to explain even more stuff. And I've got to say. Uh, disembowelment of cricket uh that'll teach him to try to get paid for his quality work i guess the what man's just trying to make to make a living do you think he was just he was fronted that 25k or... <laughs> is it in some bank account because somewhere? if not he, he will have died in the most <laughs> gruesome way imaginable down 25 he never got what's money. the possibility that this whole thing that the big switch that's coming after episode five is that we're just following this man's efforts to go into towns, get $25,000, pretend to be disemboweled, and then get get the hell out. Chris, thoughts? I would watch. I, I am case. gearing up <laughs> for that possibility that this entire thing is just an elaborate ruse oh, to get these people out of the house. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Maybe Dennis O'Hare isn't really dead. Maybe Cricket wasn't disemboweled. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I guess the the one other thing we we should mention is that at the end we get we get Flora. Oh yeah, Flora returns. Uh, and there's sort of this moment where they try Cuba Gooding right attempts to make a deal with the butcher, and she says no. But then the little the the dead girl, uh, like push, oh, yeah. p- pushes her and allows Flora to to run back. So Flora's they back. run, they get Flora, they're outside, they run, not to their car to drive away, they run back into the house. <laughs> okay, didn't make much sense. And That's I just have point. to mention this, though, about the butcher, played by Kathy Bates, who I think is having a lot of fun using like <laughs> this, this crazy, like, Cockney, Irish, whatever, accent. Um, she has a son in the show, played by Wes Bentley, who was on last, it's been in the last two seasons, but he was the really the main character of last season. Oh. I thought he was horrible last year. 
Was he the cop? What? Was he the cop last season? Yeah, he was the okay. Ten Commandments. Okay. Okay. Who does he play in this? He plays her son. Oh, okay. Absolutely awful. <laughs> it, the, it's his accent. He, he's also trying to replicate Kathy Bates' accent. <laughs> it is so stiff. It is so wooden. It is just unimaginable that he's being asked to do this and that he's giving as little effort into doing it. This is awkward. We're, we're, we're having him he, on next next I, week. No, no. I don't <laughs> think he's a very good actor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe. How uh, could you? Please, uh, Kathy Bates' son, reach out to us, and we'd love uh, we'd love to have you talk talk to Mike uh, and see where where that where that takes us. But yeah, American Horror Story, man, this was this was the the worst episode for for me. I'm still I'm I'm intrigued. It wasn't I, without uh, its exciting moments. I thought the first half with um, Doctor Elias. Uh, was pretty engaging. It was and, cool. It was kind of fun to see them chased off into the or chase out into the woods, um, and see all all the the the, all the, the colony people. Yeah, they, they were all they were all hanging out in the woods. All the people that had disappeared. And, like house, when yeah. when Shelby first spots Lady Gaga, the tr- the tree witch, in the forest, mm. uh, she looked like like a menacing figure that I wanted no part of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was that was that was fun, but then I think once once he got got it, and then the rest of the episode just kind of kind of slugged on. Yeah, I would agree. Let's spice things up to do a couple quick hits, huh? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's try to forget. Let's, well, try, let's uh, try to forget about the uh, down, down. I can think of one real spicy show that I know you two boys watch. Oh, Designated Survivor. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call Designated Survivor spicy, Chris. <laughs> Uh, but we are, we're on episode three, Designated Survivor. Uh, Mike, I mentioned this to you before. You must be pleased. We got a little bit of uh, Dead President's family. We, we, we got the sun. We got the bare minimum. <laughs> uh, it, it, this, this was the week that we, we got the uh, Dead President's funeral. And it was rough. And it was... <laughs> In every aspect of the world. Every aspect it was portrayed pretty terribly. Um, Kiefer wasn't pleased. His estranged son returned, and it's pretty awful. They make it the bare minimum mention of his, his dead wife and the son's dead mother. <laughs> there's only one There's only one casket that is presented uh, at, at the time of... Yeah. That was, that was the weirdest part. You, you mentioned that to me, to me before. Like... No mention of of the wife. No mention of anything. The son's given the eulogy. D- doesn't speak a word about his dead mom. Like unbelievable. Oh man. And um, I get like the the big theme. I guess throughout this episode was just President Kirkman's Kirkman. Right is yeah. making some some enemies. Like there is a there's a force that he's not a legitimate president because he was. He was going to be fired. Of course. Yep. And there's a congresswoman that seems to be sort of the leading force to step up against him. And the son, in fact, like throws his support behind the con- congresswoman by having her speak at the funeral instead 
of President Kirk Kirkman. So that was that was sort of a thread. We fit a lot into this episode. There was a White House hack. There was all this drama with uh, with who he was going to pick as his chief of staff, and then also with the person he picked was doing some shady stuff. Uh, he had the interview with the TV woman. I feel like this is a three-hour-long long epic. <laughs> really, it was uh, it was pretty short. And then on top of all of this, as you mentioned, they are still stuffing in those storylines with the teenage son. Oh, they will not God. stop. Oh, my God. The mother <laughs> finds the drugs. She finds the money. Drugs in the White House? Drugs, drugs in, in the, the White House, House Chris. They, they have a scene where the son runs away back to their family home, wherever wherever that is. <laughs> yeah. and the, the mother chases him off. Um, ah, just complete shit. Uh, I, remember this, I remember this from last week. Was there any talk of a vice president? Being no, talked, not not a mention. They they found very briefly and broadly about filling the cabinet. Yeah, we didn't have time to cover that this this week. Chris. They had it once mentioned um, the plan of succession for for Kirkman if something were to happen to him. I assume it would yeah. be. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll say that. And, and then the the big sort of crazy thing at the end of the episode is, I mean, there was a nice moment where they're trying to figure out who did it, and his like main enemy, the the general guy, still is like, "This is who did. It. We need an enemy. We need an enemy." And then, which I don't believe is a genuine. I think he's trying to sabotage his credibility, do you? isn't he? Yeah, you. Th- oh, you, like, you think he's like, just trying uh, to make him go after the wrong person? He, he's trying to make him declare, possibly like an incorrect enemy, so he would have some ground to to stand on in his in his efforts to remove him as president. But then there's there's mention that maybe the general released the 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 video. The, the, it wasn't the general, I, and it wasn't. But then uh, Kirkman go, goes like, "No, that's that's not his his style," as if to let us know that he believes that he is while he doesn't agree with him that he is genuine and then the big sort of reveal is that they uncover they they find out that the feed to the state of the union where everyone was killed it cut out 30 seconds before it actually happened the feed cut out and then they get some grainy uh cell phone video there's a whole uh story about like can we go illegal and get this with this woman's video they find a surviving uh, person, I believe it was a congressman. Yeah, uh, and revealed that he survived because he wasn't there at the time of the bombing. He disappeared from the room seconds before the bombing happened, and the feed cut out so we wouldn't see him leave. But let's see that it's it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. I have another question I have to ask, similar to my question last week, is that you would have to think the night of the State of the Union at the state capitol is probably the most highly secured event in like mm-hmm. the country's history. Like every yeah. year they have every single branch of government in attendance. Yeah. yeah. So the security must be th- unlike anything at, at the time. Yeah. It's gotta be the best, the most and secured it, event in, and, in the world. Right, right, yeah. right. And even with that, they, the, whoever did it found a way to blow it up. Yeah. Are you telling me that the White House currently is is a safe spot to <laughs> yeah. to keep the president and his family? Yeah, that, that's a great Like point. what's to who's to say that whoever blew up the um Capitol couldn't do the same to the White House, especially because it's probably not being guarded as heavily. <laughs> and not only that. On on a day-to-day basis it 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 
can't be. It's impossible. They successfully hacked into the White House at the beginning of this episode, turned the power off, got access to all the computers, and they're still there doing business in the White House. Get out of there. <laughs> well, the president I'll, needs to be at, at an undisclosed like location well, underground. This is what I thought. I thought right when this happened... Uh, Kiefer sh- should have been in Air Force One flying. None of that shit should have been happening in the White House. That was crazy that they were doing that in the White the House. The show is just, it is straining its <laughs> credibility on a week-to-week basis. Know what? It's stressing it so, me out. <laughs> it is just so thin. Every aspect of the show, and I am gonna, I'm not sure I have drop? patience to continue. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up next week, but let's let's move move on. Mike, you watch Shameless. Oh yeah, Shameless is back. Uh, one of my probably one of my favorite shows on TV. Not necessarily because I think it's one of the best shows on TV, but it, it's just such uh, a, just a welcoming family. As as dark and nasty as it can be, it, it's still at, at its heart is this really lovely family drama comedy whatever. Um, and it peaked probably a couple of years ago. Season four was really its prize year. Uh, it's kind of been going downward in terms of, of quality uh, in the last couple of years, mainly just because of the storylines that it had been caught up in. There was just a lot of unseemly plots that the show had been following that really weren't serving its characters too well. Um, but finally, I think towards the end of last season, it, it kind of brought those to a conclusion. What season is this? This is season seven. Okay. Um, so it brought them to a head. The show is finally out from under those those less those less great plot lines, and it's it's ready to sort of move in a completely different direction. It's not. I wouldn't call it a reboot, but it, it certainly is at a much different, more positive place. It's refreshed. And, yeah, it's, it feels revived in a in a way that is refreshing. And I am excited. I thought the premiere was great. I thought it opened with this extremely like artful, ambitious dream sequence uh, involving Frank, played by William H. Macy, um, navigating his entire life, his children flashing before his eyes as he's as he's floating in water. Um, terrific, terrific scene, and yeah, I so glad it's back. That's great. So, is there any indication that this could be nearing final season, or this won't be its last season? I think there are talks about next season being its final. Um, yeah, I have no, I have no problem. It, you know how Showtime loves to get, get the most yeah. out of out of their shows. <laughs> For better or worse, but yeah, cool. So you'll uh, you'll be following along, and you'll let us know what what's up, right? Oh yeah. How about you, Chris? You got a quick hit for us? I do. So, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or just Evil Dead, returned for season two this week. Uh, just Evil Dead. It's Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Not the Evil Dead. Oh, okay. Just a little semantics there. So thanks I, for clearing that up. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Someone will comment on the show, you know, it's it's Evil Dead, not the Evil Dead. I know. I want to get out ahead of them. Anyway, get right. Okay, so. Plain and simple. Loved the first season. I loved Army of Darkness. And I couldn't wait for the second season to come back. And, you know, the whole first season was kind of 
it's a TV show now, so it's introducing these new side characters into this universe. And the whole first season, to me at least, was getting used to these new characters. And now with season two, we're set. Now they're part of the universe in my mind. Uh, it's just kind of having fun with these characters. And it's as violent and it's as funny as any of the movies in their best moments. Excited to see where it goes. How deep are we in? Well, just one episode. Okay. And neither of you guys watched the movies or <clears throat> I saw the, the remake. shows, right? Yeah. Remake was all right. It wasn't anywhere close, but in a weird way, the second one is like a remake of the first one in, in a weird way, too. It's, uh, it's it, That whole series is a weird past. Okay. But yeah, Bruce Campbell is a national treasure. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah. Go watch it. Very cool. Keep us updated. We'll do. How about Transparent? You guys both watch it, or...? Yeah, so we just, we both just, not just, but we both finished the... I watched it in three days. I watched it in like two and a days. half or so. Ooh, Chris got you beat. He watched it in only two and a half days. <laughs> Might have been more. Uh, well, I need it. Well, usually with these streaming shows, I like to meter it out. Sure. Uh, but now with this show, you know, you gotta, gotta be on the ball. Now, I've never seen an episode of this. Is this season three? Season three. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. I uh, just, just came back uh, about... The, the story of this family dealing with um, their father transitioning into a woman mm-hmm. um, played by Jeffrey Tambor. And it, it really is a, a delightful show. Um, it's a sad show. It's an intimate show. It's a spiritual show. Um, Jeffrey Tambor really... It's giving one of the best performances on TV. Yeah, he's amazing. As, as Mora. Uh, and third season's back. Watched the entire thing. Really liked it. Um, it's always going to be a show that needles you. It can be frustrating at times. It can be... It can devote time to certain things that you might not be as interested in. Yeah. Uh, as As other things, but... Uh, overall, I would say it was certainly a success. I don't know if it was as great as the previous two. Um, certainly not as great as the first season. Yeah. But still a really, really solid season. What are your thoughts, Chris? Well, the first season, I, I, agree, I agree with Mike, but the first season has this this uh, unique aspect to it of like breaking it to people, coming out to people that you're... That, Mora is transitioning into this new person uh, or the person that she feels she really is. Uh, and obviously as the season goes on, people get more used to or more against that. So, you know, you, you lose that uniqueness, but really why I love this show is that it really, every episode and every season is just, it's so unique in how it deals with the minutia of relationships in all aspects, in every kind of relationship you could have. Yeah. Uh, the different sexual orientations, relationship between sister and brother, brother and mother, all, everything. And it's just so intimate. Uh, but everything, something I do with every Amazon show that comes out is I ask myself, is this as good as transparent? Cause I think transparent is the highest bar for Amazon streaming. And so far, nothing has come close. I don't count Fleabag because Fleabag is a BBC production. Hmm. Those are some high standards. Yep. Fleabag was very well done, but still not, I I don't think to the level of at least the first season of Transparent. But, uh, and it still tops that list. Uh, 
this season, the thing I really like about season two and in this season is that now they're kind of focusing on how, yes, you are this person, but your sex doesn't define you. You can still, just because you're in this transition doesn't mean that you can't be the, the quote unquote bad guy in an argument. You can't, you don't have to win every argument just because you're like this. You're still a person just like everyone else. You have bad days and good days. And we see that a lot with Mara. She, and I think in one of the first few episodes, she talks about how like all my kids are doing great. I'm out. I'm transitioning or I have transitioned and I'm on this path that I've always wanted to be on my entire life. But somehow I still feel depressed. Why am I so unhappy? Yeah, why am I so unhappy? Mm. And I think that's kind of, uh, it's a good springboard for the entire season of just analyzing your own thoughts and your own uh, your own feelings. And it's a show that doesn't like really no other. Uh, one thing that has been sort of interesting to watch the show navigate with really from the beginning is that is um, when we first meet these characters... Mora is sort of presented as, I don't want to say angelic, but certainly of a higher um, like standard of being than her children. Yeah. Uh, her children are very selfish. For sure, for sure yeah. They're, uh, they're in many ways very unlikable people. But over time, it's sort of introducing this idea that they are that way because of their upbringing from Mora and their mm-hmm. mother Shelley. Like they, mm-hmm. those their parents are in many ways just as much if not worse at they carry these kind of traits and characteristics as their kids. And uh I thought this season really explored that more than any other. Like Mora is in many instances throughout the season absolutely awful to the yeah. people in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um and it it's because of that, that the show can be difficult to to watch at times because you're just watching this group of people just so difficult, so at odds with the world. And who are gen and like Mora is genuinely suffering and has this legitimate suffering that's going on, but she's still like, it doesn't mean that you should be nice to this person or you, you right. like it's, it's this yeah. push and pull. That's really interesting. Uh, I will say one thing I didn't like about this season, the Shelly, side side story. oh i disagree it was t- I, it's time see three seasons in it's time to flesh out this character but i don't think it was done particularly well I oh think, i disagree chris i think it was, I don't think I it thought was, done Shelley was the well. mvp of the season i wow. think she could have been if it was done better i thought um just seeing her struggle with just all the people in her life constantly diminishing her value constantly mm-hmm. lying to her um, really, from the time she was a child, when we in that that amazing flashback episode to Moore as a child and to Shelley as a child, it's really ha- the episode should have been titled like how how Moore met Shelley, vice versa. Um, just to see that she herself was sexually abused and mm. lied to and treated poorly as a kid, to see that reflected in her life as in an elderly ish woman um, to see that reflected in the upbringing of her children, I thought was, was really illuminating. Um, And to to see this show, the season culminate in this show and shell, this performance, that's one, that's where I think it falters from Shelly during the family cruise. uh, I thought was really satisfying. 
I I love the flashbacks. I like how they reuse actors in yeah flashbacks. Like it's really uh, uh, it's really Gabby powerful. Uh, and last season too, some awesome flashbacks to the time over in Europe. The European flashbacks were that were really cool. Which actually, there's a callback to it when she's teaching the class. Uh, but what where where I think the Shelley thing falters is on the cruise and in the current day timeline. I just don't think I think it's a little bit ridiculous how that just like her character is just the way she. I guess I'm not articulating it well, but it, I, I just find how she reacts to certain things, like how she reacts to these characters, her hubby using her money to buy all these things is a little bit unrealistic. I think she would have caught on by then. And her daughter comes and tells well, she her, explains it. he made her happy. So she was willing, that was a trade off. She was willing to, to take. Yeah. Um, and then that, that speech she gives to her children about how they, they disregard her and they disrespect her. It was, yeah. Symbolically, it worked. It I worked. just don't think it's it, and it was worked so, it's so in... true. Her children, I think, no, yeah, in many sure. cases are are awful people. Um, one thing I think that this season, really, the last two seasons have been doing that um, isn't as great as as what we saw in the first is that I thought so much of the first season had the, the, f- the focus solely on Mora and her experience. Yeah, um, the Mora show. Yeah. that that works so well um i think the show is always for the better when it is at its base the mora show but the last few seasons have really been more times the mora's kids show mm-hmm. who i just find genuinely less interesting than than mora yeah um but the continued focus of of shelly this season and hopefully for future seasons really uh, really worked, which is why I think this season was probably a little bit better than the last. Um, and also the continued presence of Catherine Hahn's character, uh, Rabbi yeah. Raquel, who I think Starting is out the season. such a delight. Yeah, she's I'm great. so glad she was a huge part of the season. Yeah, especially because they could have written her out of the show after what happened she last season. Been. Easily. She is like the the embodiment of the spirit literally the spiritual side of the show and um so much of it is so much of that part of the show comes out through her character but when you say spiritual it's not like daunting spiritual it's like welcoming spiritual she's never she's never preachy she's no 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 no. it's like spiritual in the more and there was that that great scene with uh with sarah the eldest daughter when when in the in the church when she asks, "What what does spirituality mean to you?" and she couldn't even answer, it. yeah, <laughs> and that just gave credence to this that that freak out that she had. She was what was she reeling from? Sarah? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember what she was reeling from. Um, I know Sarah had gotten to her well, head so, at one point. I loved that the follow up to this season was like she was suffering such serious depression from the loss of her uh, unborn child, loss of her unborn child last season, which was. I'm glad the show delved deeper into that. What yeah. are we, uh, what are we looking forward to for, for next season? Thoughts moving forward. Well, that's that at the beginning of this season, they, I, I won't ruin it, but at the beginning of the season, they posit a big change in Mora's life that Mora wants. Mm-hmm. And they kind of end cap it at this season. And there's really nowhere unless something crazy happens. Yeah. I really can't see them bring it up again. Uh, that was sort of the, her journey this season is just very 
bluntly stating that she wants something at the start and then by the end is told she can't have it. Yeah. So I think next season is going to, a lot of it will be about her her dealing with with that, her coming to terms with the person that she's going to likely be for the rest of her life. Yeah. We'll have to see where it goes. Yep. Let's talk about what we're going to be watching for next week. huh? Definitely. We'll watch Westworld. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll watch Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Those are two slam dunks for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tried uh, and true. Some of Tried us, shows. some of us will be watching American Horror Story. Good luck. Possibly even less of us will be watching Designated Survivor. I I think I'll be back. Maybe I'll, okay. maybe I'll pick it up. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. I do think we should we should try to get caught up on uh, This Is Us. Check back in with that. I will. Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. Let's we'll, we'll do a we'll do a little talk about yep. that next week. Anything else? Any quick hits for next week? I'll keep watching Ash vs Evil Dead. Uh, I'm going to keep up with The Good Place. Uh, any other shows that I watch? Shameless that... still. Huh? Shameless oh, still. Shameless, of course. I'll say uh, I've been watching The Strain. Ooh. So we'll uh, we'll see if I How get dare you mention fu- the stream. <laughs> we'll get I'll see if I get fully caught up for next week. I might uh, I might talk about that a bit. Uh, Mike, let us know where where can we visit you online? At linguistics underscore on Twitter. And Chris at that Morris T H A T M O R R I S on Twitter. Beautiful. You can find me the real Jeff Moore.com. Uh, remember to rate and subscribe to us. Let us know what, what you think. If you have any comments or want to get in touch at all, you can email us screening club at gmail.com. And until then, thanks for joining us again. And we will see you next week. See you. Bye. God bless.